God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. All right, here we are. It's uh, I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm Not Okay. You're Not Okay. Right. The good news is we're all the same. We're all the same. Well, here's the thing, dude. We're more we're more alike than we are different. 100%. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so unique. No, you're not. No. Dude, I used to think I was so unique, and then I went through a divorce, and I'm like, oh, I'm just like everybody else. And then I went through, like, every part of my life, like having kids, like, all of it, I'm like, oh, I'm just like everybody else. I thought I was so different. No. Yeah. We're all the same. We're all, we're all, we just want to procreate we want to feel safe we want to feel special we want our lives to matter we want the things that we think matter to matter everybody's that way i mean everyone's they're psychopaths don't get me wrong there are people that are exceptions to the rule i hate dude i hate it when people are like hey man not everybody's like that yeah no i know i know we know yeah not all dudes not all dudes have dicks there are some dudes who surgically remove their balls and shave their bodies, and they're called smoothies. So, yeah, there are dudes that don't have balls because they've removed them. Yeah, there's exceptions. You know how many people I know that are like that? Zero. You don't know any eunuchs? These are called smoothies. They, they, I think they may even remove their dicks. Like, they just remove everything, so they're just smooth, like balloon balloon, balloon animals. <laughs> It's like a it's like a subset in the gay community. There is almost I mean, this is so prevalent on the internet. You know, we deal with it with the Metallica stuff all the time. There's just always if you're trying to make a point, you're saying things like, "Look, we're all the same." The guy that's like, "But we're not all the same." Oh my god, sit down. I know. Fuck sit you. The fuck yeah. Sit down. While you're sitting down, take off your baby pants. <laughs> oh, you're an adult. Take off your baby pants, bitch. Or like, there's just always something, man. In this world with the internet, there's always something. Something crazy happens in a movie, right? And you go, why would the astronauts in Prometheus take their fucking helmets off on an alien planet? That's insane. And then there's always someone going, "Uh, because it's a movie. (laughs) Last I checked, it wasn't real. Oh, really? Prometheus isn't a documentary? But I thought it was a movie about astronauts who know not to take their helmets off on an alien planet that may be contaminated with fucked up air. Because it's in the script. Uh, this just in: Prometheus is a movie. I know that. I know it is. Uh, I like that guy. I like that guy. <laughs> when Eddie Van Halen died, I was like, you know, going through a thing. I sort of personalized that in a weird way. And I was listening to Van Halen 1 a lot. And I posted on my personal Twitter, like, a picture of Van, the album Van Halen 1. And I wrote, this is the greatest rock band of all time. <laughs> so many people, not so many, but you know how this goes. Yeah, yeah. Few people, feels like a lot sometimes. They're like, um, I thought you co-hosted a Metallica podcast. I do, bitch. I do. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, guess what? I love one thing, but guess what? I can love something. I love other things too. Can you believe it? What's your favorite color? Blue. 
Oh, why are you wearing other colors? Because I like other colors too. Because I hate myself. Because I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate myself, but mostly I hate you. Oh, by the way, take your baby pants off, bitch. Let the world see that you're a smoothie. <laughs> take your fucking baby pants off. Put on the big boy pants because we're in the big boy world and big girl world. Here's the other thing I'm going to say, dude. And. All right. I'm not saying it's all women. Oh, here we go. Let's get that shoveling. <laughs> Let's get that shoveling theme happening. But I do feel like this is more like, you know how like there's certain things that are kind of like guy things and certain things that are girl things. Now, this is like where it's like maybe 70% guys like like video games. More guys like video games than chicks. Like, there are some chicks who like video games, but it's 10%, if I'm being generous. It's probably a lot less than 10%. But it's, if you look on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, my son, he's 15, but ever since he was like 11 or 12, ever since he's got a phone, he just looks at videos of kids playing video games and they're all dudes. Now there are some chicks that do that. And then if you look at chicks, TikTok and stuff, they're like hair, dress up, blah blah blah. They're not doing video games, they're doing other shit. Now there are exceptions. Okay. Are we are we working no. towards a what are So we the thing the, all right, there's this thing and my wife does it and she's teaching my daughter to do it and I hate it. And it's this idea that, like, the world is the way it is, but I don't like this certain thing about the world. So I'm just going to say that's not the way it is. And I'm like, don't do that, because that's yeah. what's going on in the world. People are like, you know, I don't like that there's this kind of person. So you know what? That person doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, what are you? No, the world is the way it is. Deal with it and change it if you can. But there's certain things you can't change about the world. You can't change the fact that a fucking cheetah is going to fucking eat you if it can. Mm -hmm. Now, you can raise a little cheetah when it's a little baby cub and pet, with, pet it and get scratched up and get fucked up by this little wild cheetah, but eventually that cheetah is going to eat you if it can. But you're like, oh no, but I, I raised the cheetah. Go fuck yourself. Take your baby pants off. Take your baby oh. pants off. I mean, listen, the monkey, that you, the chimp that you love that reminds you of uh, your dad or whatever the fuck, it will eat your face. Can I recommend, if you have Disney Plus, can I recommend a show, please? We do have it, and yes, you can. Meet the chimps have you watched this show no it's about a, ch a chimpanzee sanctuary it's where all the chimps go once they get retired from medical like laboratories so these are some been fucked with full-grown adult pissed off chimps guess what none of the people that work with those chimps ever do put a finger in the cage get Next to a chimp, unless there's a super fucking badass chain link, like heavy duty cage in between them and the chimps. 
Because those chimps would immediately fuck them up. Well, first of all, we need to say thanks to our patrons. We got three. We want to say thanks to Kevin Dimler, who's on the Big Dick Energy $20 level, Gregory Keith, and Corinne Kling Bright. Thank you for joining us on Patreon. KKB? BDE. Big Dick Energy. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. All right. So this is an email from Christine. The subject is men, women, and walking. Bob and Clint, a good friend of mine recently informed me that he likes how some women walk. Being a female and having never paid attention to how other women walk unless they walk like a gorilla, I was intrigued and asked him to further explain. He obliged and provided his thoughts on the sensuality associated with a woman's walk. So having a curious nature and being a researcher at heart, I took a deep dive into Google Scholar to learn more. I learned a lot, but was most fascinated by the attached piece of research, which she sent us an article about this. My very first thought was Bob and Clint should discuss this on the podcast. I never thought about it before. I've never thought about it as its own thing. If I'm attracted to a woman, then I like almost everything she does, including walking. Well, here's what I know about me, dude. I'm, I just know, I see something and I'm like, ah, I like that, but I don't know why I like it. Some people do. And I think women actually are way more available because of the way they process information and view the world, they understand what it is. Like they'll see a woman, then they'll go, oh, the reason this woman is attractive is all of this stuff. And guys are just like, zip. <laughs> like, we don't know shit. We don't know what we're seeing. We're just dumbass. We just know what we like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it hits us like a bomb where women are like, Ooh, let me get the forensics team out on this bitch. Oh, look at the way she's walking. Look at those fucking ankles. Look at those shoes. Look at that fucking, look at the way she's holding her hands. Like they get fucking specific on that shit. And we, we just don't as dudes. Dude, I was on the line with fucking Spectrum, which is my fucking internet provider. And she was, this lady was trying to like sell me phone service and she's like you'll be 110 percent satisfied and i'm like i hate that mm. i and i immediately i was like mm, i don't th- I, I think your percentages might be off because <laughs> i think the maximum amount of percentage you can be satisfied is 100 percent. she goes immediately like without skipping a sentence a breath she's like oh well you'll be 100 percent satisfied i'm like will i because already I'm less than 100% satisfied with this conversation. Well, here's the thing. Here's my thing with the 110%. He gave it 110%. We're here to get ready to give it 120%. I'm like, all right, you're already breaking the threshold of what's fathomable. Because you went above 100%. Dude, so you already I, well, broke I, that. I just said 1,000% in my description before I stopped myself. Well, but it's like, if you're going to break the threshold, why just go why up not 10? Just, yeah. An infinity of percent. If you're going to go ahead and assume the unassumable and unfathomable, you're going to create a dimension that didn't previously <laughs> exist. But you're really going to go up 10 more percent than that? Yeah. Why stop there? You're Why underachieving. Go, Look, you're going to be infinity percent <laughs> exactly. impressed. And which means all time and space will implode upon itself and you will go back a trillion years. And every second of every, for trillions of years, you'll be 100% satisfied times a trillion. Create a whole new multiverse. You're going yeah. to be so satisfied, your dick's going to shoot off into a billion pieces. <laughs> hold, on mean, to your, <laughs> hold on to your dick when I tell you what I'm about to tell you about this spectrum fucking- Yeah, you just uh, saved 10% on your Wi-Fi. car insurance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you're about to lose your dick with what I'm about to tell you. Why? 
because you're going to be an infinity satisfied. So check it out. So I felt bad about saying to Christine that I didn't read the article <laughs> and I perused it here because I appreciate Christine and all the people who write in. Right. Uh, this is from the Journal of Sexual Medicine. So this is uh, seems to be a, a peer-reviewed type of scientific periodical. Anyway, the conclusions are the discerning observer may infer, and this is all, there's all sorts of data before this. I'm going to the end for the sake of you and me and our listeners. Thank you. The discerning God. observer may infer women's experience of vaginal orgasm from a gate that comprises fluidity, what? energy, sensuality, freedom, and absence of both flaccid and locked muscles. Oh so this is God. saying that a woman with a, a fluid and energetic gait, uh, there is a correlation there with her vaginal orgasm uh, ratio, I, guess, Dude, I suppose. Here's what I do know. If you... If I'm in the if I'm on stage and I see a woman who can dance, I know that she's good in, in the sack. And when I see a woman who can't Cancel. dance for shit, I guarantee she's not good in the sack or she's not getting laid. I am more attracted to women who are awkward dancers. I swear to God, I, a woman who can dance well is just I think I just automatically assume like, well, I can't really hang with that. I can't. Do the, <laughs> I can't do the Roomba with uh, Francesca over here. But the like awkward, you know, like Sarah Cooper on her show recently was like dancing, but it was like she's a comedian and she's real brainy, and her dancing was really awkward. And I was like, oh, I like that, no, dude. I like that. Every time I see Ellen DeGeneres dancing, I'm like, she's having the best sex. Really? Oh yeah, she's a good dancer. I've never thought that about her. Her, her, and Portia are having lots of orgasms, or they so? used uh, uh, they used to at least. I don't They're know no different they than are. anybody. They're not hanging out, man. They're not. Yeah, it's hard to say. Hard to say. <laughs> Were you going to play us an Appalachian uh, uh, folk song? That's called uh, Mountain Honey. Can you play something like slower and more lilting? Uh, I do know some Chinese. Uh, I knew. There some- we go. Uh, songs from the uh, 1100s. This is uh, a Chinese song called uh, The White Lily. I hate to be a stickler, I really do, but that yeah. sounded that sounded a little more like lotus flower to me. I don't think that was white lily. It, it was lotus flower. That was I lotus thought, flower. Yeah. Well, I I thought it, I, I when I started it, I thought I was doing what, but then immediately after I started, I was like, oh, I'm doing lotus flower. Damn yeah. it! It's but okay. I didn't think I didn't I didn't think our audience would know. But I I, I know you're you study music and you know yeah. a lot about ancient Chinese songs and stuff. So I knew yeah. you would know. I was hoping you wouldn't. Let the cat out of the bag, but you did. How about when uh, in the in the great those like great martial arts movies and shit? There's like some huge battle, right? Like in the in between two Chinese temples. How about the guy just playing those weird stringed instruments? It's always raining. It's so killer. It's such a killer part of it because like someone's gonna die, but that guy's just he's got a gig to do. He's got to play that. How does he? How do you think he picks the set list for that? I don't know, dude. May, he probably asked for a request. Anybody got any requests? <laughs> play Lotus Flower. <laughs> I could see like a future dystopian America, probably real soon, actually, where uh, you're doing that. <laughs> you're playing like tarantula for two uh, two people duking it out. 
cockfighting style? I hope not. I've been trying to watch. I, so I have HBO Max, and they've got a lot of content on there. I've been trying to watch some stuff on there. I tried to watch this thing called The Flight Attendant. Wow. No. I will say what, I, what I'm almost done watching, which was amazing, is called Murder in Middle... Murder in Middle... What the fuck is it called? Murder on Middle Beach. Dude... This movie, it's a doc, it's a four part documentary. So good. Guess what the Rotten Tomatoes is? Uh, 100. 100%, baby. Bought and paid for. That's killer. Here's our problem with HBO Max is it doesn't work with Roku. There's some sort of business deal. And both of our smart TVs are Roku powered. So I have HBO Max and I can still watch HBO now. But I can't get the HBO Max content until those knuckleheads strike a deal. Dude, I have the same thing. Uh, I have a Roku television, and it will. It only has the HBO, so I don't get the HBO Max. But then I have. I, I have, can watch HBO Max on my iPad, though. Right. Well, I have a another TV. I have more than one TV. And we the also other have more t- than one TV. Uh, the, other, the other TV is a Samsung, and on the Samsung, you can get HBO Max. In fact, I subscribe to HBO Max on through Samsung. Through the through the TV, <laughs> through the TV. I told the TV, "Give me some of those movies that I see on HBO Max," and the TV said, "Okay, for fourteen ninety five a month, we'll give you all the movies on this channel." And I said, "Okay, on this channel." And so every month, I get an email saying, "You paid Samsung Electronics." Fourteen ninety five. What's the ratio? Because I know that you have a TV in your bedroom and you have a TV in your living room. Which I is- have a TV in my bedroom and one in the living room and one in my son's room. Oh, and the Roku, the Roku is in my son's room. <laughs> the Roku. But as you may understand, because my daughter sleeps in bed with my wife, I spend a lot of nights sleeping in my son's room. And a lot of times I'll just be watching his Roku television. I was going to ask, what's the ratio between where do you watch the most movies slash television? In the living room on the Samsung TV. And you sit on your couch. I sit on my couch, which is a hard couch to get off of. Because it's so comfy. Well, you can get on. it's, It's low to the ground, so you can get down into it. But then when it's time to get up off of it, especially when you weigh, oh, I don't know, a pound or two, maybe <laughs> just a pound and a half above your ideal weight, it's a little hard to get up off that couch. In fact, sometimes I'll just say, fuck it. Even though I need to go pee or pick up my child from school or <laughs> I don't know have a work-related situation, I'll just be like, you know what? Fuck it. It's too much of a bother to get off this couch. What's on TV? Oh, look at that. Everything possible. Oh, all of the content from all of the years of movies. Oh, wait a minute. Everything possible is on TV, and yet I will spend 90 minutes trying to find something to watch. Dude, I spend so much time trying to fucking figure out what... I get disgusted. Are. I get disgusted with myself when I when I realize it's been like thirty minutes. I'm like, oh, I got, I, you know, my family's going to bed. I, I'm gonna, I have maybe ninety minutes. I'll watch something. I'll have a little me time. When I've eaten up half of that, 
just going between all the apps, which is what I'm convinced they want you to do. Right. I'm convinced they don't even want you to watch anything. They're just happy you're there. Right. Feeding the dopamine and just being the junkie. I don't think they give a fuck what you watch. I don't think they care about anything. And it works because I do. Well, maybe Hulu will make me happy. No. But dude, how how nice is it when you do finally get a little vein of, you, you strike a little vein of gold and then you're like, all right, I'm in. I find that it's less satisfying than it used to be. I, well, I, it works. The magic trick still works a little bit. And you're like, dude, I find sometimes too, though, when you, you'll be like, oh, this movie, whatever that movie, the Sandlot, whatever it is, you'll think of a movie. And invariably that movie, for whatever reason, oh, yeah. ain't on anything. Uh-uh. Can't even, I'll be like, I'm just going to pay for it. I'm paying these 10 providers to provide this damn movie right. for me, but I'll just buy it wherever you can buy it. Can't even find it. Dude, I did, I did that with Lethal Weapon. I'm like, I want to watch Lethal Weapon. I've got, Netflix, I've got HBO Max, I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Roku Free TV, I got Tubi, I got everything. Sure, yeah. Guess what? Guess what's not available? No lethal weapon, huh? Zip. So I have to go to Amazon Prime, pay three bucks. Not a lot of money, but I'm already paying like a thousand dollars in subscription (laughs) service every month. So now I'm paying an additional three bucks to watch Lethal Weapon. Guess how good Lethal Weapon is? It is terrible dude no. it is so dude it no, is it's not dude it's so terrible i feel like i could if if somebody said okay we're gonna start filming the movie right now you have to make up dialogue and scenes starting right now for the next 90 minutes i know for a fact that if you gave me 90 minutes i could make a better film just off the top of my head than lethal it is so terrible you it's won't great. even it's a classic dude when's the last time you saw it when you were 10 Trust me, dude. If you watched it now, and it's like, it's, the stuff they say is so fucking, like, it's all so cliched. It's sexist. It's it's uh, racist. It's it's a terrible movie, dude. It's so bad. And Look, I'm you paying can't, for you it. Can't, you can't judge it on the merits of how cult, the culture it was in. That doesn't work for anything. That doesn't, isn't going to work for anything. Uh, dude, I'm not. I, I there are movies from that time period that are great, that are all those things, sexist and racist, and they're still great <laughs> movies. This just this is a movie that's well, terrible. That brought that up and you're super cliche, it dude. It's super. I, well, I just I just remember like loving that movie. I love Danny Glover. I think Mel Gibson's an incredibly talented actor. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch this movie and just maybe I'll watch the whole series. Yeah, dude. You know what's a really good so one? Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon Three with Joe Pesci. As the comic uh, relief. That's a good one. You probably watched that when you were 12. I'm telling uh, you, dude. You watch I can't these think movies, of the last time I saw them all. You, watch, like, the, you watch these movies when... Dude, there's a time in your life called when you're, when you're a child, before you become an adult, where every movie is good. When you're a child, every movie is good. Dude, my, my daughter watched Smurfs, which is truly just a turd. It's a, it's a turd that they've warmed up so you can smell all that parts of the turd and then they serve it fresh and hot and stinky and i i i asked my daughter i'm like how was the smurfs movie loved it yeah she's five dude loved it she's five we're not talking about five uh, dude my son's 15 i don't think he's seen a bad movie what's he saw this some movie recently that was terrible it was pre-covid in the theater it was a terrible movie it wasn't Transformers, but it was something like Those that. movies are unwatchably bad. But it was something like that. Yeah. And he was 14 years old. 
old enough to know better. How was the movie? Great. I'm like, mm, okay. You know why he loved it? Because he's got a good life and he's still hopeful. Because he's happy, yeah. And his whole life's ahead of him. All the future, everything, all his dreams are intact. You and me, dude, we're living in bombed out fucking, we're living in a bombed out, like, it looks like fucking- Wasteland. It looks like Berlin in 1946. <laughs> like, there's no running water where our dreams are. There's no electricity. Yeah, you know where we're at? We're in the Fight Club house. Dude, we're in that scene- in the piano where he finds the <laughs> piano and he's playing it, but there's no electricity. There's no hope. Everybody he knows has been killed by the Nazis and he's just in there playing and he's about to be killed maybe. And he hasn't eaten in, in weeks. That's where you and me are when it comes to, in terms of our lives and our dreams. <laughs> and people are like, why can't you enjoy the movie? Have you seen where I am? Motherfucker. Have you looked around? It's the piano. And it's not the early scenes. It's the later scenes. The ones that won in the, the Academy Award. Meanwhile, my son is like... What's he in? His life's great. What movie is he in? Who, my son? Yeah, well, if we're in the piano... I don't he's know. In, what, he's it's in a Wonderful like, Life? Yeah, like Big Daddy. <laughs> he's, in big, he's in an Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had a great time, even though I, li- I live in the piano, the piano scene. I've had a great time with you. At least we are we're starving and emaciated and on death's door and completely dashed and crushed together. There is something about knowing that you're not alone where you are. And you know what I mean? That makes you feel like, well... Maybe this is where I'm. Maybe this is what it's supposed to be. Maybe this is part of the journey. Maybe this is, by the way, dude. The word journey. Maybe this is part, dude. You don't watch The Bachelor, but I watch The Bachelor. The most used word in The Bachelor is journey. When these motherfucking POSs say, "Well, you know the journey that we're on," shut up. Shut the fuck up. Take off those tight baby pants. (laughs) You've been wearing them 13 years too long. So you're not a fan of the phrase, life's about the journey, not the destination. The destination is the journey. I like the sentiment. Just don't use the word journey. You know when you should use the word journey? When you're on a fucking camel. When If you're on a camel... Use the fucking word journey. If you're on a ship and you're not, you're sharing a room with 12 other people, use the word journey. If you're on a goddamn horse and you haven't slept in a week, go ahead. Use the fucking word journey. If you're on a goddamn reality TV show and you've had a, uh, you, you had a date where, where you weren't sure where you stood with somebody? Go fuck yourself. Don't use the word journey. Use the word right. Use the word right. Use the word right. That's all I'm saying. Don't use the word wrong. 
use the word right. Well, these are words to live by if I've ever heard any. Use the word right. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to have to go out on that because it's time for daddy. It's time for thanks daddy to go and be thanks daddy first grade teacher. I know what you want to say. I know you want to just say thanks daddies because you want to use the word right. And so you just want to go, you know what? Thanks daddies. And that's fine. That's using the words right. Don't say, oh, this has been a wonderful journey, though, because it hasn't. Are you and me on a camel? Are our listeners on a camel? I hope so. (laughs) 